You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Hang on. There we go. Bloody the <laughs> mic wouldn't go on. And a very good evening to on this very wet mm. uh, Tuesday afternoon. Boy, was it wet. A lot of rain again. It's been the wettest winter we've had for quite a while. Um, Moving House, she's the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental, 13 27 27. Get on the road faster. That number again, 13 27 27. Malcolm, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, David, I, look, I'm really well. Uh, yeah, it was wet, wasn't it? It started about 9.30 this morning and, and really didn't stop a lot, did it? Just no, it's not. Bit. Before we get into our um, footy, plenty to talk about. I must say, last night I went home and I normally switch over to 360 and on the couch. Yep. But I put it on the, the Queen's service and did not leave it for about four hours. And um, just the timing of all the – and to put that thing together – and it went for miles and miles and miles and 3,000 people involved. I don't know how you felt about it. I thought it was incredible. And well, well done to everybody. And they they gave the Queen a wonderful send-off. They didn't do, didn't they? I, was I going to watch it? Yeah, I think I was. And I sat down with my wife, Patsy, and as you could see, I just tick, tick, tick all that you just said. Then. It, it was quite captivating, really. I found everything. And plus you'd been to Westminster Abbey. You'd known all those streets, Paul Moore, White, or all those sort of stuff. I've been there a number of times. So you sort of get the, the, the lay of the land and then all the, the service inside. And, and one of the things I found is that many people involved, and th- this is the other side of the story, right, is that I wonder how much that cost. And then Patsy said, well, but surely it's about the unity of a country. They said about nine million, which I thought would be more than that. Yeah, but, well, uh, but, but it was. It, the whole world, uh, excuse me, our world, yeah. our world, was unified at that time, and how many people would have been watching it because of that lady now, that's done so many great things? So actually, when Patsy said unity, I thought that's what it is. That is the unified country that we all love. I just see how how she was loved. I, I heard it was the first funeral there, like being a, like the king of the queen for two hundred and sixty years. Yeah, and the, the last th- one was last funeral. Yeah, and I mean the other one, other thing that's never been done before, of course, has been shown on TV. Because yeah. it was way back in the early 50s when her, her, yeah. her And apparently Queen planned it all too. She yep. wondered what songs were going to be. That you, Did you say you've been to Westminster Abbey? Yeah. I'd love to go there. Is, yeah. is it as it grand? Is. And, uh, yes, and, it is. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And yeah. is, is it as big as it looks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it is. Right. I, I just want to – yeah, I mean, we should say – You're not, not going to yeah. elaborate. This is a sports show, but I, I must say, well done there. Everybody and uh, yeah, I, it's just incredible. I mean, and I'm not really into that sort of stuff normally, but you know, to see them all walking behind the carriage and that was just yeah, 
Yeah, I don't, incredible. Yeah, fantastic. Now, just talking about numbers, I meant to do this last night, but grand final tickets, you know, this time of the year and if ever you've been involved in grand finals, no matter, you know, particularly Sandful, Waffle. It's almost I've impossible been, to get a ticket yeah. to this year's. Well, I, this is it, David. There are 30,000 only go to the competing club. So that's 15,000 for Sydney Swans and? 15 for Geelong. Correct. MCC members, this is where you pay member to be an MCC member, 25,000 tickets. And how many members have they got MCC? Oh, a lot more than yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so million, it's a lottery, million. is it? Yeah. In fact, I'm, yeah, put my young bloke's name down a long time ago. Anyway, AFL membership, yeah, this is where you paid a lot of money to be an AFL member. A gold member? Yeah, 21,000 of those right. tickets. The other clubs only get 7,000 each. So the Crows and Port Adelaide would have got 7,000 tickets for all their people. And then the corporates and stakeholders, this is always the one that's a bit debatable, but the 17,000 of those there. go to them. And two that makes, grand a ticket. Yeah, that makes 100,000. So, I mean, it's a big show, but the the argument is being every time this happens, the two competing clubs, just 15,000, and I think most of them do a ballot other than those that are paid tell, tell me lot, that, a, a lot of money. Tell me that story where you were on the gravy train, then suddenly the league twigged or to. <laughs> You had seven tickets yes, at one stage for yes, different things. Yeah, a number of years ago. I used to get seven tickets. <laughs> seven? Yeah, I did do the grand final. I, I, and I forget what it was. I think it was a couple for the brown line, a couple for being in the Hall of Fame and a couple for winning goal kicking. and, and Live this, membership. This, this this sort of life and one for live membership. It was really strange. I used to get seven. And finally, a number of years ago, now someone rang me up and he said, we've got computers that now talk to Bly. You're only getting two. Oh. So that was How it. many years do you reckon you had the seven going? Oh, a few? Yeah, yeah. It would have been. Five, six, seven, eight years? Yeah, probably. I, I speaking to how many I don't, people are probably asking you, can I get a ticket? It's just so hard. I've, I've had people, you know, so please, your, your contacts. Well, I don't even reckon I could get myself a ticket. I, I rang a couple of people in Melbourne and it's it, hard to come by. Where are they? There's no spares unless you want to pay a couple of grand a ticket, which no. I really don't want to. No, there's not. Hey, and we've got John. Hi, John. Good evening. Welcome to the Mighty Five Double A. G'day, mate. Yeah, Malcolm, are you finishing up this, this week with the Mighty Five Double A? Um, yeah, we, I'm yeah. going on long service leave, mate. He's on a long holiday, John. Oh, all right. You're coming back. You're coming back. Um, yeah, at this stage, yeah. We'll just see. We're, we're, oh, thank, yeah. goodness. No, thank goodness for that. No, that's okay. Happy with that. Happy with that. More than happy. No, that's okay. Hey, who's South Australia's greatest ever sportsman? Sports person. Forget Bradman. He's born in New South Wales. Born and bred. I mean, is it a... Is it a Chapel? Is it a Victor Richardson? Is it a Robert Even a Blight? Is it a Neil Hawke, Eric Freeman? You know, the football, the, the state football's test cricketers, Leighton Hewitt. I think there he was. Wrote, a, think, yeah. South Australia's greatest ever sports person. I think if you look at the record, and I think I've had this discussion with a few mates over the journey, I think the Vic Richardson, in both being a footballer and test cricketer, and all of the above. When you look at his record, I reckon he came really close to the top of the pole. Played something else too, didn't he? There yeah. Was, um, uh, yeah. Did he play baseball? It was a, a lot of them did play dual sports yeah. back then. It's, that's a really tough one, I, I think. It, if you don't like football, obviously they won't rate the footballer. If you, if you like cricket, and they'd probably rate the cricketer. So if we had Shane Warne playing for South Australia or someone like that or Dennis Letty, you could probably – they might stand out on the world stage. I, yeah. I think it has to be a yeah. a world game. Yeah, although... Uh, tennis but, player. Yeah, but for someone... Yeah, well, I mean, Vic Richardson was with his, his cricket, of course, but I, I, it's a really good question. I think if you look at the South Australian Sporting Hall of Fame, 
if you look at those names in there, that's been done by a panel of very respected judges, yeah. and, and, and rightly so. So I think if you actually looked at that, that would give you a better indication. And perhaps that's one for off-season, David, when we yeah, – it's, it's a really good question from John. I, 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 he comes to mind because of both sports. Yeah. And most – you know, I mean, a lot – couldn't do that, of course. And a lot you guys played cricket as well. Barry yeah, played yeah. cricket, yourself played cricket. Hello, Mark. G'day, fellas. I'm just wondering if any of you guys heard that Matt Crouch could be going down to Port Adelaide because Port can get him for cheap. And Hinkley, he's the type of coach, you know, that's the player he likes. He can mould him the way he wants. I, I just heard that uh, he doesn't want to go to Victoria, but he's going to stay in Adelaide. You ever heard anything like that yeah. going to Port? You I, guys heard anything? Mark, I don't think he's a tight Port Nebis. They've got all those um, big-bodied midfielders. I think they mean another one like a Butters or a Rosie. What do you think, Malcolm? A, a Crouchy. Yeah, Good no, player, but I don't think I, Port, I, that's a Port need. I, I think Ollie Wines is in his prime. Ollie Wines is there. Pal Pepper Pepper's, comes through and, the, and the, the, the Drew. Two, and Drew, yeah, that's right. I, and even Dan Houston, you know, can play there. I don't think he's the player that Port no. would be looking for. No, I no. don't. I don't think either, but no. um, if he wants to stay in Adelaide, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Hi, Tom. Yeah, how you going, guys? couple quick points. Just get your views to you and you too, Blighty. Now, with the Pons tickets, they have to change something there. That is ridiculous. Both members should have more than 17,000 or whatever. That's, they have to look at doing that. That's They have to change that also. Well, let's get reviews on that. Also, Malcolm, mm-hmm. going back to Carlton, I was going to let you know, if they can fix their, fix their midfield with a bit of more speed, seriously, the two forwards they got there, Harry and Charlie, amongst them so they can kick 70, 80 goals each. That's how good they are. But Carlton has to fix the midfield a bit more. Yeah. So what's your views yeah, yeah, no, all, all actually, on that? Yeah, no, uh, I, I tend to agree with that. Just that they've got one really good defender, Weedering. I reckon they need another one at the back. The two forwards are right, you're fine. And they probably could have another slippery one. I mean, Walsh and Cripps, of course. Oh, they improved pretty, their middle. They've got uh, um, yeah. Chera. And Chera And they've got well. Hewitt. Yeah. No, I right. just reckon there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a cog missing at the back, would, would be my commentary right now. Or in a fast winger. Too. Yeah, a yeah. key defender and yeah. another for, the forward line. Yeah. They're, they're fine. Yeah. What so. was the other thing? Oh, the golf tickets, yeah. I, AFL tickets. Yeah. Uh, AFL members getting 21,000. MCC members getting 25,000. And the corporate stakeholders. Well, the corporate stakeholders are people like with Toyota and major sponsors. They put in massive amounts of money to keep the game going. Did you going. say every, I thought you said every club gets 7,000. Every club gets 7,000. Oh, how they? can they? That's 17 times 7. That's 140,000 people. No, the other clubs get 7,000. Oh, 7,000 between, between, between the a lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is, yeah, no, oh, my I'll gosh. go again. 30,000 oh. for competing. Seven for every. Oh. 25 for members, MCC. Oh. 21 for there. Seven for other clubs total. And corporate, 17,000. That makes 100,000, David. The league make a lot of money out of that, don't they, with these yeah. packages, sell the corporate package? Yeah, they do. And I look, I think if you look at their financials, they're probably, they're probably there for everyone to see. I don't think they try and hide anything. Those numbers haven't come from somewhere. That's that's actually known fact. MCC get 20. That's a lot of tickets. Um, yeah. I, I honestly believe that the two clubs that get there should probably get 25 each and then do what do what you want. I mean, if you've supported – say you supported um, the Bulldogs and won a flag for – and even Melbourne last yeah, year. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. They want to go and see their team. Yeah, now, that was in Perth. I mean, hardly anyone saw it. But yeah. they should – I think 25,000 is fair, don't you, for – 
for the two participating yeah, finalists. I, yes, I agree with that, but still there's going to be plenty of people miss out anyhow, David. So I don't, the numbers probably doesn't make any difference. Hey, someone's just sent a text through to Sam um, Fantasia, our producer, said Rachel Spawn and Juliet Haslam as SA Best. Gee, they're, they're right up there, aren't they? Great. Oh, yeah. On the world stage. Late knew it's been good. I mean, he's yeah. been a lot of great sports. Yeah, I just I might do that one day. Greg Chappell's outstanding. Oh, Ian, Ian Chappell. Ian, Ian could go too, yeah. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, how you doing, boys? A question mainly for Lighty, if possible. Um, over the off-season, Port Adelaide need, obviously, a smaller forward and a much taller defender. I'm just wondering if they couldn't experiment a little bit with Tickle as the um, tall defender and the Frederick boy as the small forward. I reckon both of those people have got attributes that the club need and could easily develop into those places. Really good call. I love it. Love, love, love. Because, I mean, Tico just saw him a little bit. But, you know, he was a, he was a go-getter. He's, he's only been at the club for three minutes, really, in real terms. So a, a massive pre-season, which he's probably never had before. And Fredericks has got speed. So, I mean, he's another one that How, has, has speed. They need a tall defender, don't they? Yeah, they do need How one. would Jeremy Finlayson go? He's 197. Yeah, no, look, exactly. Why not bring him back? Yeah, I Yes, David. You're starting to think like a coach Well, now. I've been sitting next to you for four years. So some <laughs> of it does rub off. Yeah, you know, and coaching. Oh, look, can we do this? Can we get this one in? Sam, are you ready? Yeah. Gil McLaughlin talking today about Brad Scott coaching maybe Essendon. I don't know. I mean, Brad's a star, I think, and he was a great coach. So I think Essendon would be um, – I'm sure they'd want to talk to Brad. I also think Brad's – going down a different journey um, and he's doing a very good job at what he's doing and they're, they're just different, they're different paths. He is, you know, running football for for our game and he is every day uh, improving as a, as a general manager and learning all those broader skills. There's no one knows more about footy than Brad. And, um, you know, at some point he'll have to decide whether the day-to-day brutality of coaching is where he wants to go or whether he wants a life of, of general management that gives him different options. Have a listen to that. How brutal did, is it? Uh, did everyone hear that? Day-to-day brutality of coaching. That's the CEO. That's a bloke that's observed this game, been involved, played. Been they do age trainer. quickly, bloody. Day-to-day brutality of coaching. Does everyone understand how tough it is? It is an amazing well, no, thing. No, we don't. Yeah. We don't because you haven't coached, but... You know why? And I was talking to Sam before we got on to this, and I got on there and said, I wouldn't mind playing that. That's the guy that's watching this. He talks to the coaches all the time. You know, he's become very much part of that, Gil McLaughlin, as CEO. Brutality. That, that is a word that you don't hear very often well, in sport from I reckon an administrator. David Noble aged in such a short time. Yeah. Uh, Chris Fagan is old, but he's looked older. And um, there's another one of the coaches. I, re- I reckon even the... It tolls taken on Luke Beveridge. Yeah, not an old man, but um, and Ben Rutten looked like looked like uh, the world was on his shoulders because the world was on his shoulders. And you know what? And you know what? This is the problem with it. As soon as you pick a team, right? You pick your first team in round one. There's probably fifteen or twenty blokes on the list think you can't cope. Yeah. You know, you're useless. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, when you lose a game, there are fifty thousand supporters watching a game, blaming the and coach, or, and or a hundred thousand like in Richmond or West Coast Eagles all of a sudden dislike the coach and have got a comment. It is brutal. And someone said something, you need an iron part of an anatomy 
Well, if of get, a human body, David, you, get you know what that means? You need an iron part of the yeah. human. But if you're anatomy. getting six or seven hundred thousand a year, I think you can accept a bit of brutality, surely. Polaris, Australia's number one selling side by side brand. Can, no, you can't. Thanking Money Talks, <laughs> thanking Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side by side brand. Twenty-one years in a row. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, Bloody and Worlds uh, for Mate. Make the switch to Mate Internet and Mobile. Mate 5G mobile plans in every territory or state. Why wait? Make the switch to Mate. Might quickly take a couple of calls before we do our, have a bit of fun with true and false. Let's go to Malcolm. No doubt Malcolm, very happy with the, the Nord victory. Hi, Malcolm. G'day, Worlds Go Blighty. Oh, yeah, still on cloud uh, cloud nine million, mate, at the moment. You I'm must – now, Malcolm, Malcolm, you must have thought with eight minutes to go, there is no way Nord can kick three goals in that time and they only kick five for the rest of the game. Oh, we were gone. Well and truly. Of course yeah. we were gone. <laughs> um, but that's one thing about this group the whole year they've kept at it. Look, it's nowhere near the most talented group we've got at Nord, but I'd say it's the most at, keep at it, the most probably stick to structures, and full credit to Jade Rawlings in that regard. Look, I just think it's an unbelievable achievement. Um, now, a couple of points. Now, how Matthew Panos is not on an AFL club's list now, he drafted to the Western Bulldogs as a kid and look, he showed a bit at Nord. Had a lot of injuries, unfortunately, at Western Bulldogs and that. But I'm saying he's elite in terms of football brain. He, I, I've got him in the top couple of percent of guys I've seen pure football brain decision-making, which, as you know, Blighty, a lot of that stuff he can't coach. But he's 31, um, isn't he, Malcolm? Yeah, he's 31 now, but he came back. So he dominates the 2014 grand final, wins the Jack Odie. How a club in the window didn't pick him up then has me completely and utterly stuffed. I, yep. think I, still, I still shake my head in, in disbelief. He, he is the clutch moment. He's the king of the clutch moment. And, yeah, I just can't believe it in that regard. Yep. Uh, second point block. Yep. Yep. Sorry, go, Blotty. No, 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 go. You go. Yeah, second point. I admit, I'm not a fan of the Crows and Port being in the comp. A few things there. For mine, it's not whether they win win the Premiership. It's during the year, quite rightly, their priority is to try and develop players uh, ready for the next level. It's not winning or losing being their priority. And that, for me, compromising the comp personally is the big thing against it for me. Now, I remember there was a Nord Port game. Uh, Logan uh, was killing us in the back pocket. But to win the game, he had to go on the ball. It just, you know, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder could have seen it. And I ended up with Port officials after the game, and they said, yeah, we admit here, try and win the game, but we wanted to have a look at your cut line ballers who we were thinking about for the future against AFL quality in Grig and Panos. And that, for me, is the big, is the big one. Um, it's also, I'm bitterly disappointed by the Crows, not so much Port, but even Port to some extent. The lack of uh, focus they give the SNFL side. Considering the Crows have now been around 32 years and the Crow, a ticket to the Crows was the hottest ticket in town, you would have thought some of the kids back then would now have developed and be followers. But you, you're getting in a Crows game, you're lucky to get 100 Crows supporters there. 
Yeah. And there's just no buy-in. And that's, you know, that's pretty important for me. Look, the Crows kick a goal, and it's like a Sheffield Shield members clap. Um, yeah, I think that's going to... Yeah, thank, thanks, man. We're just, go, just running a bit of time. I agree with you. It's, uh, but I think that they should put a, invest a bit more into... I think, though, the Crows did this year. Michael Godden certainly wanted his... Yeah, he got some older players. They want to win, no doubt about that. All right, true or false, Malcolm Blight should have more photos of himself in the 2022 AFL Grand Final. I've already seen three, and I've only opened up about 10 pages. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, there was a couple there, I saw. Yeah, that was, uh, it's a nice record, isn't it? You should want to get it 15 bucks. It's, it's so is that value. true? You want like, a couple more? Or? No, 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 that's fine. No, All right. I'm just an old fella in the background now, mate. Uh, my first uh, true or false. James Hurd will coach Essendon. Oh, I, I don't think he will, and I don't think he should. I hope he coaches again, but I think it could be disaster going back there. If it if it pans out badly again, I mean, it's like it'd be like a horror movie. I love James Hurd. I think he was harshly treated, but I don't think Essendon and the team he needs to go back and coach, uh, take up an assistant, and then try and get a gig after. True or false? Sammy Reid will play on Saturday. I think he will. Um, Do you? Yeah, I think he might. I yeah. think I saw him. Did I see yeah, him running I'm, I'm, sort I'm, of slow laps. Yeah, or? slow laps. I mean, if it. I mean, as I said, you can inject that area and sometimes it can work. Now, my uh, true or false is Buddy Franklin, who just signed for another year, after nine years, David, here's a player that you didn't Love. like. Too long, you said, far too long. You've been on that train for Oh, the nine-year contract? Yeah. I wouldn't give anyone nine, but his has worked. His yeah. has been good. Yeah. How many work? Uh, about one in ten. Okay. So, yeah, I know where you're coming hey, which from. Is, which is, uh, just because they're both swans, who's better? Franklin or Tony Lockett? Uh, different eras. Love them both. Different eras. But, uh, yeah, I'll come back with that one. Uh, true or false, thanks to Adelaide Auto 4x4. 15% off your first purchase at Adelaide Auto 4x4. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned with residential electricity plans made for South Australia. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Sports Day is safe for weeks, homes. Discover different and tyre power. Footy final sale on right now. Get into your local independently-owned tyre power today. Well, Malcolm, you coached two prem- premierships. So do did our next guest, uh, Marty Matner. Sturt had an interesting year. The reserves won the, yeah. the flag. And Sturt made the finals, finishing fifth. And that game could have gone either way. So let's ask the coach and to find out exactly what he thought of the year. Hi, Marty. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me on. What what'd you make of the year? Um, you, you are used to success. You, you made finals in both the league and the reserves, one going on to, to win the flag. Uh, how do you assess your year? Um, yeah, I guess an indifferent year for the league. Uh, we set, ourself, set ourselves the goal of playing finals at the start of the year, uh, and we, we achieved that. But I guess throughout the year, I thought we had some really good games. We probably had a little down patch in the middle of the year with some injuries hurt us a little bit as well but um, but looking back now finals was the goal but then also too I felt like we probably missed an opportunity if we got through there beat Glenelg which was a you know close game but we probably could have you know we'd beaten Crows twice we beat Nord once Nord once throughout the year we beat North as well so um, it's probably a little bit of a missed opportunity as well but the reserve boys um, yeah it was pleasing for them to uh, make the finals and finish top and then to go on and win the grand final was um, was a great reward for the group, I think, to the younger players to have such a good season and then, yeah, finish with the grand final win was great. Marty, I just want to get on a couple of things uh, just a little bit away from Sturt and that is you, Marty Matner, the person and also the, <laughs> the Swans Football Club that where you played, obviously, at Adelaide 
and you played a lot of footy and a premiership side at the Swans. We want to know about the bloods, all that stuff. But I just want to ask you personally, dual premiership, as David said, at Sturt, Alastair Clarkson came and coached Central Districts to a premiership and you can go and see what he's gone and done. I think there's, I've said this for a while now, the Marty Matners of the world and Nathan Bassett have had a really good grounding with their own club. Has, has anyone rang you in the last couple of years uh, to talk to you about an, an AFL position? Uh, no, no, no one has. So um, I've sort of made it known that probably when I went back to Sturt to, this is my second year back, that um, I was probably going to be here for a little bit longer than I was the first time. Um, and because I think when I started 18 months ago or two years ago now, the the club was in a different position. Like a lot of the older players that I'd coached in 16 and 17 when we won the premierships are now retired. And the club was just in a different position in terms of the list. And so I felt like that we were in a position where long-term success was a real goal of mine to build this group up and, and play finals and, and hopefully win premierships for a long period of time. And so I want to see this through for the, the longer haul. Um, but as I've always said, I've never said never of getting back in the AFL system. But currently right now, I'm really enjoying it. Um, the work-life balance is... Is quite good and chatting to a few of my mates who are in the AFL system. It's uh, quite challenging at the moment for them. Um, but, you know, at the moment, I'm really loving being at Sturt, the Sample system, um, the work life balance, you know, with family and life and young kids. Um, I only missed, I think, two or three of their soccer and footy games this year. So um, those things I'm really enjoying and loving at the moment. Um, and I still get to coach footy at a reasonably high level, which I really enjoy. Uh, well, so, uh, look, you're 40. I, I mean, I've got, you know, you seem to have been coaching for a lot of years. It's amazing. You had a great playing career, of course, as I mentioned, premiership player. But actually at 40, yeah, yeah, that's right. Very no, right. Yeah, mate, they're coming in at 50 and yeah. 55 and Chris Fagan's at 61. So it's, it's a, it can be a journey now, can't it? It can be a much longer yeah. journey than, than, than actually throwing you under the bus as a young age. Yeah, well, the thing that's been shown with a few of the coaches that have come in a bit younger, probably not quite the life skills, I guess, to deal with it. So life experience and, and the time as well. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, and like I said, I'm 40 now, but, you know, in a few years' time, things might change and I might, you know, want to get back in the system. But like I said, currently right now, I'm loving it. Yeah. Like I said, the work-life balance is great for us. And, you know, been able to see my kids play their sport in the mornings and watch them, you know, grow up and do those things I'm really enjoying and loving. Right now, let's get to Sydney. The the, the blood <laughs> the, the bloods culture. I mean, you were part of it. I mean, it all happened a long time ago, and it just seems to just pan on to the next generation. It's it's been an amazing football club for a lot of years now. What what is the bloods culture, Marty? Uh, it's it's hard to actually describe it. I think what you mentioned just before about being passed on is a big one. But no one, there's no one particular person who you know, controls it, I guess. And that's where the, the the positive about it is it's passed on from player to player, group to group, you know, the coaches, the staff, everyone. Um, and I think that's the other part of it too is the buy-in from the collective, whether that's coaches, players, staff. Um, I remember when I first got to Sydney, I think there was something like, you know, 85 90% of the list were from interstate. So I remember... Remember my first month there, I think one of the boys had their 21st birthday. It was like 36 players at the dinner. You know, it was just a, just a casual <laughs> yeah. Wednesday night dinner at, yeah. at an event. So, you know, those sorts of things you don't normally get in, you know, I never really had that in Adelaide or Melbourne. Like you hear about these stories, but 
Um, yeah, and I think that's the positive about it. Is there's no one particular person that controls or drives. It's the group that are there right now. They're driving it. And the same when I was there, um, you know, we had great leaders and it's just passed on. Um, and then it's also the buy-in as well. I think the buy-in is, is huge at Sydney and they also – you know, yeah, they've seen how successful it is. And I think when players get there, they want to buy in and be part of it, which is a huge thing as well. Just getting Marty back to Samphill, and uh, it's in a good spot, isn't it? You, you're right. I, I reckon the top five is the most even I can recall. Like, um, you could have gone on, uh, Glenelg could have gone on, and the grand final played in really poor conditions. It was an excellent exhibition of footy. And considering all the players that have come and gone from all the clubs, I think the Samphill's in a pretty healthy in a healthy state. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Eagles finished, you know, they're back-to-back premiers and they finished sixth. And, yeah, you know what they can do in finals if they got through. Um, and South just missed, you know, as well. So sort of like basically seven teams that probably, you know, had a chance to make the five. Um, and, yeah, the grand final weekend, I, I, you know, if it hadn't probably rained, there probably would have been 10,000 more people there. Yeah, it was yeah. probably just a bit, you know, the, the weather wasn't the greatest event. But, um, yeah, the actual game was really good. It was close. Both teams have been very good all year. Um, Norwood's last 10 weeks have probably been some of the best. Woody and Norwood and North have probably been the most consistent all year. So, um, yeah, I just think I just think the player, the quality of the players is still there. It's just probably those older players. We're not seeing the, you know, 28, 30, 31-year-old anymore. You know, you see the Jay Rantels and the Kennelly, um, Kennelly's on the weekend. You know, they were really good. They played some really good games on the weekend and they've been really good for Norwood this year. Um, you know, North probably... With Wig and Moore and Young, um, probably buck the trend with a bit of that older. But um, yeah, mm. there's still some good players, younger players coming through. I think which are now getting younger. I reckon the opportunity is a little bit younger than what they would have yep. ten or fifteen years ago. Um, but they're still very good footballers. Well, mate, you have a good summer, and uh, we look forward to seeing Sturt next year and yourself. And uh, yeah, go and watch those kids play sport. Thanks, Marty. Uh, thanks for having me on. Marty Matner there for Kia. The Kia Sport Arts has been crowned Drive Car of the Year, sit at kia.com.au. And for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. You can rely on Repco. I know we're going to go to a break shortly, David, but in you know today, 1993, the great Gavin Wanganin won the Brownlow Medal he with did. 18 votes. 18 votes won it. Now they get nearly 30 or 30 plus. Amazing. There was one lower than that. 17. Dipper. Yeah. T- who did he tie with? Uh, uh, did Dipper tie? Yeah. A platinum and locket tied. Yeah, yeah. that was a low vote. Yeah, Dipper only got seventeen yeah. votes as well. So, but when I say only, well, he was the best for that year. Correct. Well, you got twenty-one. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Sorry, I, I twenty-two was the average for forty years, I reckon. Okay, we are going to the break, and coming up shortly, Ben Hook will talk us all things local. He does a great job too. He'll come up with some fascinating stories. Ben Hook after the break. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight, David Woody, Sports Day SA for Weeks Homes. Discover different and also Elders Insurance from local footy to community events. It's our way of giving back. Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community. Well, one of our favourite segments is with Ben Hook every week. He talks about community sports and... Uh, we do get a couple of headlines to just to sort of poke him with or prod him with, and this one's a beauty. The coach retiring with 29 premierships. It's not you, Blighty. <laughs> it is not you, but... Uh, that's that's a guts. If you have that many, that's guts. That's greedy. Yeah, let's, it's just greedy. Let's find out who it is. Hi, Ben. How are you? 
Uh, Blighty, Wilds, nice to chat to you both. Hey, before I get to Barry Cooper, which is an incredible story, Wilds, we talked about your commentary last week. Congratulations on uh, your contribution to Sunday. Listened in. Uh, you, Rowie, uh, Bix, wonderful call. Congratulations, number 34. And uh, it was one of the great grand finals, and you, uh, you did it proud. Yeah, we loved it. We're lucky to have a good game, considering the conditions. Mm, yeah. the, the heavens opened up in that first quarter. But all in all, was I think it's one of the better ones we've seen, Ben, for maybe 10 or 12 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to come back, it's, it's shades of 78, isn't it? To come yeah. back from that far and win by a point. Um, nor would have kind of uh, done it again if, uh, for all the Sturt fans. They probably don't want to hark back to 78. And uh, that day when uh, Phil Gallagher got the free kick from Desi Foster. But, um, yeah, to come to come from a long way back and win by a point, um, what a thrill for the Norwood Football yeah. Club. And uh, three-quarter time, the first team to come from behind in 27 so, years. That, that that's not amazing. a bad stat either. That, that's, uh, ben, I would have thought you would have had that one somewhere. Oh, that's not community sports. That's <laughs> Sanford. Sorry, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd mind you, I've got a little stat from the Sanford that you'll be interested in a bit later on. But I, I do want to start by talking about Barry Cooper. Uh, and I said to you uh, earlier in the day when I just shot a message through that it's 29 premierships. I miscounted, boys. It's a nice round 30. Oh, 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 the under-18s. Um, uh, for, for Brighton to a flag this year. He, he's an incredible story, yes. Barry. He's 77 now, and he, he has been battling a bit with cancer, so I wish him uh, and Helen, his wife, all the very best. Um, but he started coaching way back in 1975 just because he was worried that his club, Glenelg, wasn't getting any juniors. So he just started up his own junior program, basically out of Glenelg Primary School. Uh, and just that, that's how he started coaching while he was still playing first division for the club. Uh, he then coached, as those kids got older, he coached them under 12s, under 14s, under 16s, under 18s. He took over Division 2, then Division 1, and he's basically coached non-stop at one or even two grades at a time right throughout that period from 1975 until this year. Uh, he's got 15 first division premierships. So Brighton are really the dominant club of uh, local rugby. They certainly have in the last, well, cer- certainly since um, he's been involved. And, um, yeah, just, just capped it off with an under-18 premiership. It's, it's an incredible story, boys. I'll just try and share this one with you very quickly because he, saw, he thought he signed to play for Glenelg, which became Brighton, but he actually signed for the wrong club. And it's a remarkable story of how he met a guy called uh, Alf Chapel in the dry cleaners at Glenelg, and he heard his Lancastrian accent, Barry's Lancastrian accent, and said, uh, do you play rugby? He said, well, yeah, I do play rugby. He said, well why don't you come out to training at Bailey Reserve and, uh, you know, meet the team and sign up? So I said, yeah, well, and, and Bailey Reserve at the time, there was a number of teams that used to train at Bailey Reserve. He said, how will I find you? He said, well, we wear black and yellow. So we rocked up, did a couple of laps, saw the black and yellow team, went into the change room, signed a form, came back out, started doing laps with this black and yellow team. And then Alf Chapel saw him running around and said, oi, what are you doing with that lot? He said, well, you told me to sign with the black and yellow guys. He said, yeah, well, that's Black Forest. They wear black and yellow. We also wear black and yellow. I should have explained that to you. So he actually spent two years playing for the wrong club before he ended up at uh, at Glenelg. But what a what a remarkable story he has become. I mean, he is. I mean, there's a lot of greats in South Australian rugby who don't get uh, probably the kudos they deserve. Barry Cooper, absolutely one of them. Yeah, Brighton's been so strong for so many years, hasn't it? Forever. Yeah, since 1975. Wow. Hey, what about there was an unbelievable quirky side of the Sandful final series, Ben. 
You are the master of preliminary finals, Splitey. Yep. You've been involved in more than anyone at VFL, yes. AFL level. Um, in sample football this year, it's been demonstrated you're better off coming through the preliminary final. We've got four grades in the competition, under-16s, under-18s, reserves and league. And all four teams came through and won it from the preliminary final. The under-16s, the Eagles, they were finished third. Yep. They won the first semi. They won the preliminary, won the GF. The 18s, Glenelg, they were also third. Beat Sturt in the uh, first semi, beat Norwood in the preliminary, beat North. In the reserve, Sturt were minor premier but lost the second semi, so had to come by the preliminary versus West and then won the grand final. And Norwood, of course, from third, lost the qualifying final, then won the first semi, the preliminary, and the the grand final. So every team this year, every every premier this year has come sure. from the preliminary final, which I don't think happens too often. I wonder no. if it's having that bye, then the bye. But having said that, North Adelaide blew it. When you're three yeah. goals up with, you know, eight, nine minutes to go, Ben, they, they had no right to lose that game, but they found a way to lose it. Yeah, that, that's right. And that'll probably be something that um, it'll be a, a, st- a stone in the shoe of uh, Jacob Surgeon for a while. I mean, he'll be the one who will just assess how did they get that wrong from that 17-point lead in a very, very low-scoring game. I mean, there was some remarkable acts from the Norwood players, but, yeah, North Adelaide will probably um, have to reassess that at some point and just work out what exactly did mm. go wrong. Now, I managed to get to York Peninsula during the year too, had a, a few days off, and uh, but I drove over and it was a nice little drive, took a while, but there's a wheelchair athlete who's going to float up and down York Peninsula, Ben. So this is a, an incredible story. Scott Crowley, who's a name that may be on uh, you or your listeners' radar, he's a... He's a remarkable athlete. 20 years ago this year, he he suffered a really significant uh, back injury um, while snowboarding in Canada and became a a, a paraplegic. But he has just committed himself to elite sport. He went on to become the captain of the Rollers, the South Australian wheelchair basketball team, played for Australia, retired from basketball and became a um, a para-triathlete. Went to the 2018 Commonwealth Games uh, he is going to ride four Paraquad SA in a fundraiser, 370 kilometres up and down York Peninsula in early November, and he'll ride it with a with a hand bike. So instead of pedalling with your legs, oh, he'll good. pedal all 370 kilometres wow. by pedalling with his with his arms. Jeez. I mean, he is just an incredible story. And like Barry Cooper, another one of those guys and girls around town who just do not get enough kudos for what they've been able to achieve. So Scott Crowley, just a, yeah, just think of him in a couple of months. And you can still sign up. It's Paraquad SA. They're doing a, a, yeah, a three-day bike ride in early November. And if you want to join Scott Crowley on a bike and just watch someone Gee. perform a superhuman feat for three days, um, you'd be very welcome to join them. That's like a grinder on the yacht. Yeah. Hands, uh, uh, hey, it? Ben, would, would that n- number and where to contact that, would that be in your Sunday Mail segment this weekend, mate? I will make sure it is, yes. Yeah. In fact, it, so, will, it will appear in the column on Sunday, so uh, I'll make sure there's some, some details yeah. there for anyone who wants to sign up. Great. Now, just quickly, we like to get a winner in racing, but you've got a guy who had 25 years in racing. He's just had his first winner. What's all that about? Really good friend of mine. Now, Blighty may remember this name. I think he joined the, uh, the Adelaide Crows just after Blighty's time. There's a guy called Bill Forrestal. Him and his son, Nick, have basically been the door stewards for the Adelaide Football yeah, Club for yeah. 18 years. Yeah. I don't know if you know uh, Bill Blighty. He, I think he started around the same time as Neil Craig. But yep. he has spent his entire career, 40 years, 
working as a steward in racing, first in the trots and then uh, with Racing SA. And he was also the apprentice uh, academy boss, did that for 13 years, steward for 25 years in South Australia. One of the rules of being a steward, you can never own a horse and you can never have a bet. <laughs> he retired five years ago. He's finally cleared it with Johan Petzer, the, uh, the head of stewards, if he can uh, take part, share in a horse. Uh, so that horse uh, is called Melody Shine. It's trained by John O'Connor, part share owned by uh, Bill Forrestal and his son, Nick. Last Wednesday at Balaclava, it had a win. So after 40 years... Congratulations to a real unsung hero of South Australian racing, Bill Forrestal and his son Nick, on their first ever winner in the sport. Wow. Wow. That is a great stuff, great Benny Hawk. Um, really good stuff there, too. So thank Ben for elders. And if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, a renovator at Tyler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Head to iCanWin.com.au. There's a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. That's it for us. Good show, Marty Matt, that we spoke to. Well, we seem to fall onto some things, don't we? We start with a, an agenda. We never really get to it. We just sort of have stuff. <laughs> no, well, there was stuff tonight, but, I, I well, grand final week. What yeah. else is there's plenty to talk about? And there's lots of other things to talk about too. And we'll just mention again, Cameron Smith, $6 million for his first win in the Live Tournament in Chicago. And, and what you know about what? that? And I think, to me, who cares? I've got no interest in it at all. No, I've lost a bit too. Because he, he picked up $140 million just oh, to well, join, we, didn't he? We got a, 200 million in the yeah. bank. What is another four million? Yeah. Um, loved the Queen last night too. Yeah, I did too. Outstanding. I watched it all. Yeah, I did. Um, Malcolm, that's it for us. See you tomorrow night. That's Wednesday night between 6 and 7. Good night. Bye for now. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.